Hey everybody, it's Kat, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hello everyone, how are you? And Matt, we are at, I don't know, episode 29 or 30, right? It is one of those, yes. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I feel like that's pretty good because it seems like 20, 21, like those years are kind of, you know, the same type thing where you don't really know exactly where you are. Well, I mean, I was uh, probably in my 30s and actually I'm in my 50s now and some days don't know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was kind of thinking of, you know, 20, (laughs) 20, 20, 2021, but that works. (laughs) Yeah, that works to be, because it does apply, like, when you're, you know, 20, waiting to be an adult, that 21, you know, so, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if that's what you intended, but. Well, see, when I was 18, that was before they they raised the legal drinking age, so, you know, I had the benefit of, like, three years ahead of some people. (laughs) Yeah, so I... I, I hear you saying that you've had a lot of time that were, you know, kind of like this episode. You a know? blur, yes. <laughs> yeah, or we don't really know. Right. Um, but what we do know is, like, a year ago almost, um, we interviewed um, some teachers and students to see what it was like um, to experience, you know, a year of covid that was um, really well, had yeah. just started um, and was midways, and it was um, interrupting a lot of activities that seniors normally look forward to, and, and you know teachers. how teachers I how mean, they were able to um, you know proceed with teaching. So we decided it would be a great idea so this is one thing we got right um we decided to bring back some of those guests almost a year later and see how things have changed uh if at all i'm sure it has uh just from what i know things have changed kind of significantly for all involved yeah, um, you know, even for us, I, I would say it's definitely been a year, you know, or two. Um, yeah. <laughs> split, or four. Split year. <laughs> right, you know, it's been something, some amount of time of um, change. So um, I think this would be a good point to introduce the guests. And, sure. <laughs> you know, let them, let them tell about their... Um, mixture of time (laughs) so today we have with us Corey Taylor and Jonathan Stevens and we would like to welcome both of you to Backstory Sessions again hello thank you for having us (laughs) thanks (laughs) right so um, I, I guess a good place to start is just Jonathan, I'll, I'll ask you first. So, uh, what's the thing that you have noticed the most that's different this interview 
for you personally than a year ago? Good question. <laughs> Again, thank you for thank you for having us. Uh, I'm glad to be back. And uh, yeah, it's been quite a quite a year for sure. I would say at this point last year, if it, if we did the interview around this time, I guess the big difference was that schools were totally, you know, shut down and and everybody was out well, out of the building, um, and at home. And now now you know, my district is in five days a week um, for those who would like to go. So there's a lot of, there's a strong in-person component now versus same time last year did not exist. Wow. And um, so like about what percentage of, so it's a choice if you want to come back to in-person or um, what's the other option you would do it virtually still? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. It's uh, you could stay learning district is learning um at school is what we call it and then learning at home uh so yeah depending on the the family's choice really whether the student or students come come back or not at this point so yeah as far as percentage i'm not entirely sure i feel that you know it's, it's anywhere around 50 percent range down to 40 or up to 60 percent as far as students who you know stay home versus uh come to school and Corey might know a little bit more as far as for school as far as data but it's you know definitely not most of the students i'd say it's it's around half of the folks come and half do not so has this been since i don't know august or whenever school started back? <laughs> um yeah uh, so we were totally virtual until october and then things were pretty comfortable I guess is a term to put it. People were comfortable to try and start back with some in person in October for a few weeks. And I believe we only made it two and a half weeks. And then um, that's kind of when we started going into November. And then everything's <laughs> uh, all the cases are going up, as we all know. Um, right. And so that's we were out until I'm not sure when we started. We did some hybrid there with A groups and B groups, I think maybe two weeks ish, three weeks into January, we kind of started with that. So that was that was kind of nice to, to get back in person with some um, the hybrid system, and we did that through. Uh, we just started five days a week in Knox County, uh, March eighth. Right. Doing that. So how's that going for you as a teacher? <laughs> um, it's it's great. Uh, as far as the in-person learning and teaching um, and because we, we have Google Meets so we do some some teachers probably have Zoom meetings or whatever platform you want to use to uh, accommodate the learning at home students so our classes are at the same time you know as they quote unquote should be um, we have them all of our class periods during the day uh, with all the students who want to come in person and we switch classes kind of you know, quote unquote, normal as possible uh, in person. There, we of course are masked, and then and wipe desks and and materials. That, you, that if we use materials, um, for example, uh, I teach chemistry, so uh, we've been, <laughs> I've been very much been in the lab. So we have to then wipe all of the instruments after we're done, all of the tools that we use, uh-huh. and then uh, and go on from there. But you know, if you can uh, say overlook those things or just 
grow used to them as, as I feel like I'm at the point now that it's just another part of the day. And so there's in, in-person students, you know, come and we do hands-on stuff. Um, I had students say, this is the most fun I've had all school year. And it was just identifying lab equipment. Wow. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, uh, thanks. I guess I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, it's, it's going well, I would say for sure. And then there's students learning at home, um, you know, you can't do a chemistry lab at home. You can do kitchen chemistry and things for sure. But as far as like using a digital balance um, or a Bunsen burner, it's just very difficult um, to kind of accommodate that. So I just have my students record what they're doing. Um, I offer bonus points and <laughs> students take my Chromebook and uh, they record, you know, them doing the lab and, and the deal is they have to narrate to, to the device so that anybody who's watching live can hear. And then, sorry, there's a, siren going by um anyone who's watching live can see it and hear it uh, and then every meet for every class is recorded and that's posted um you know shortly thereafter the class so it's not the best um i encourage the students especially learning at home they have to find somebody who's in the in the class to reach out to to get data or to, to ask questions of to help them complete their lab documents um, but kind of the system we have and seems to be functional at this point so, so that's um, kind of what we're doing so i know that you're also involved with some extracurriculars so um are those taking place this year yeah uh yeah we had um, a very small archery team this year compared to last year um last year our archery season was full uh because we didn't shut down until the last event, we had our state tournament in, in Louisville, and uh, we were going to go to that that day, and it got canceled. So our archery season last year was pretty much complete, except for the culminating moment, uh, which was uh, canceled, unfortunately. And then last year, we didn't have any baseball, because I helped coach baseball. So that was uh, pretty disheartening, especially for our seniors, um, but I guess it kind of was what it was. Um and so we moved on, and there was some football in the fall, I think. Um, I don't help with that, but they had some games. And then basketball was a pretty pretty strong season. And then um, we did have archery season, which was great, And except we just had very, very few folks come out. Um, and Corey probably can speak to it. Just there's a lot of um, limited uh, communication with, with students and families and things. You just don't hear from them. Oftentimes is the problem. Um, share on, on social media and things, but you still we only had a handful of kids to shoot archery. But, but those who did did pretty well, and we had a good time with what we did. Uh, so that was good. And then uh, we're currently in our baseball season now, uh, and it's it's going well. I mean, quote unquote, as normal as possible, besides some mask usage, of course. So. Awesome, well, I mean, It sounds like that this year is certainly. Um, moved forward from mm-hmm. this point last year. Yes, thank thank goodness. <laughs> yes. So, Corey, um, I think same kind of question for you, and I know you have uh, a bit of a change to report to us. Yeah, so um, I'm actually no longer at Lynn Camp. I'm at Corbin High School, and um, that in itself like not even during like covid was a hard decision but then changing schools not just schools but like complete districts during all of this that was that was a hard switch um but i feel like the good news with that is 
everybody feels like it's their first year of teaching all over again. So, you know, if I was going to make the switch, I, I felt like this year was, you know, maybe an okay time to do that. And um, our district was very similar. Um, we were completely virtual at first, and then we did like a form of hybrid. It was like an ABCD schedule where kids could come only on Monday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday. So they would come one week or one day during the week. And then that transitioned to an AB schedule where they could come Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, Friday. And then that transitioned into they could come four days a week. Everybody was virtual Wednesday. And then starting actually tomorrow, we're going back to five days a week. So just just been, you know, short shifts and transitions. Um, and I, I think this year, especially compared to last year, I was really anxious last year just because, like, we didn't know what the plans were we didn't know how things were going to change and, and everything kept changing um this year i think my big difference is i'm just going with it <laughs> i'm not planning anything um i'm not you know it, it's just constantly changing and i guess that's something that i've had to get used to is just this constant change in schedules and and how i i myself have had to teach you know this is not how i teach i'm not a virtual teacher um i'm very you know a lot of group discussions and things in the classroom and, and it's I think for teachers especially we've just had to completely change how we teach and it's, it's been a struggle so uh, I, I know since Jonathan teaches um, you know chemistry and, and science and labs so there's a lot of cleaning um, as he mentioned what is that part of it like for you so last year, and, and I guess it was just a good coincidence, last year before COVID, I tried to do a lot of Google Classroom stuff just to kind of save on paper, like save on copies and things like that. Um, so that was good because that's we're all Google Classroom this year. Um, really the big change for me is when we look at like a lot of documents or read things like they do a lot of highlighting and annotating. And so I don't have anything like that in my classroom. The only thing that they touch when they come in is their Chromebook. Um, I'll share documents with them on the Chromebook that they can highlight on their own. And then um, as we change classes, I just clean each desk and then the next class comes in and we, we kind of do the same thing. It's not ideal. Um, you know, no projects, no things like that as usual, but you know, we're doing the best we can, so. So what are um, extracurricular activities like for you and your school? The same, and that's something that I have kind of missed out on, I feel, this year, is I've not really got to learn much about the school culture because the students haven't been there. Um, sure. It's just been completely different. And going to sporting events, um, unless things have changed, I, I think they were only allowing like a certain number of tickets per student. And that, you know, went to family. So as far as like sporting events and extracurriculars, like I haven't been present at those, but those are still, like he said, um, baseball starting up now, basketball season, um, that seemed pretty normal. I think football, a few games were canceled. Um, but just trying to, I guess, accommodate with the, like, and that's what makes me feel so bad for the students is, you know, yeah, they, they come to school to learn. Like we know that's the purpose of school is coming to learn. But when you're talking about, especially teenagers, they're so social. And so many of them do do come to school for those extracurriculars, and, and it's it's just been really different this year for them. So has theater um, been able to go on, band, choir, those arts? Mm -hmm. 
from from what I understand, um, they did have um, their production this year. Uh, Miss Hibbert had a production with the theater. Um, band has been performing at some games, and, and one of my students said that they have, like, their concert coming up. And I, I have heard some of the teachers talking, the choir teacher and the band teacher in particular, about just trying to make that work virtually, like how that works with a group singing or playing instruments. And so I think some, like, they would invite – certain sections to come in in person and practice um, or maybe on the virtual meet only have a few sections performing at a time. But I think they really struggled with it too, just because, you know, with band and choir, especially it, that's really difficult to do virtually. So do your students there have the option of virtual as well right now, or is everybody required to come back? No, they have the option, um, and like I said, th- this week we're starting five days. Previously, it had just been Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Wednesday was a virtual day for everybody. Um, so I, I think I would agree it's about 50-50, um, you know, give or take a little bit. At, at least in my classrooms, I'm seeing about 50-50. I look for that to actually go up a little bit, though, now that it's going to be a full five days a week. Yeah, I I wonder, like, when we have this conversation next year, how things, you know, probably will shift with vaccines coming out and hopefully the numbers continuing uh, to decrease of COVID so that things are, I guess, more back to normal in some ways. Um, So, um, Matt, what would you want to ask next? Uh, so, Jonathan, uh, we'll go back to you. Um, I'm interested in hearing about your little side business you got going. <laughs> what uh, what prompted that, and uh, you know how thing how are things going, and how are you managing that with your you know teaching and all that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, and thank you for your purchase from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I like, I very much enjoy working in the kitchen. I am kind of the atypical male, I guess. Um, no, and I, like, I, I like cooking too, so. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Sometimes <laughs> I feel quite alone when yeah. I discuss this with anybody, so, so I appreciate this. Um, yeah, and I'm, and I, I don't really say I cook, I guess. I guess that's why I'm a, a baking a baking quote-unquote business yes mm-hmm. uh, essentially i call it uh, monetizing my hobby <laughs> okay i just i really like to bake i inherited it i'd say genetically and environmentally from from my mother uh, who baked everything under the sun um and she could cook very well so i guess i just continued i always did that and you know growing up in high school and in, even in college when i got home and would have an oven um, I would make use of it, so I just kind of carried that on, and and a friend at work, she gave me uh, some Amish friendship bread starter, and that's kind of why I opened up and started um, around Christmas time there um, with you know Amish friendship bread, and went from went from there, and, and I did another bread and yeah. various things. But anyhow, it, it's called uh, uh, Boone's Baked Goods, obviously because of Daniel Boone. Uh-huh. Um, Though I'm not in Barberville, so that's uh, that's quite the twist. I, I do live in, <laughs> in Corbin, and but you know I just I just couldn't couldn't muster the energy to do a a, a Colonel or a Sanders theme 
Christmas. Um, <laughs> as much as I, you know, appreciate the town and, and the theme and all, um, you know, Sanders Sweets came up, but we already have a Sweeties in town. I didn't want to sound yeah. like I was trying to rip anybody off. So, so yeah, I just, I just kind of did that, and it was really for something to do over winter or Christmas break there, just because, you know. <laughs> we're in the depths of sure. quote unquote COVID winter. Um, so <laughs> COVID. Just still not seeing anybody. Um, we had a beautiful white Christmas as you all know. Uh, but that just kind of meant just sitting at home again and some more. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I just, I did for that. I say, I, I say to monetize a hobby, um, hopefully just make a little bit of money. That's, it's not very lucrative. Obviously I, I mean, if, if I put more energy and time into it, but um, if you talk to any teachers, you know that energy and time is uh, often in short supply. So I mostly just do it on the weekends, some evenings, and it's quite relaxing, I think, just to, just to bake something and, you know, not worry about planning or not worry about grading or not worrying about X, Y, Z and just to, to make something that someone else is going to appreciate. Um, it's It's nice. So, yeah, I guess that's what I do, and I do... You know, generally one or two or three on busy weekends, um, you know, sales, you know, one, a couple every weekend and, mm -hmm. and keeps me, keeps me busy and pays yeah, for gas for the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to, uh, I have to start advertising now. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll do deliveries on my motorcycle cause I have, I have saddlebags and, and another holder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is delicious. I will say that the chocolate walnut was wonderful. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. I uh, I appreciate good feedback, and uh, I just uh, launched quote unquote. <laughs> I love the, I love the, as if it's like a big business here, but uh, I I guess it was a product launch of uh, chess bars, which are new to me. I've never, <clears throat> excuse me, I never even. I heard of chess bars before moving to uh, Kentucky here, what, three years ago this July, and uh, so I just launched that, and then also cinnamon rolls, which are uh, uh, my mom's recipe, and I kid not when I say that, that she took a, I think it was called a maple non walnut twist or some, some kind of dessert, and she absolutely destroyed the recipe and changed it <laughs> into cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so, so she would uh, she would bake those for my for my brothers and then my um, uh, little league baseball games and sell and, you know at, take them to the concession stand and sell mm -hmm. and people would just rave about them and so I would you know make them for the family through the years and then now I get to um, the chance to sell them to other people. I've made them at work a few times. I think Corey had had one at a training. Uh, Previously, they're but they're, amazing. they're uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, pretty good. And if you have a dozen for sure, it's it can be quite a temptation if they're in your house. <laughs> that's, that's my testament and kind of where I'm at right now. I hope to do more things like um, gluten free uh, breads because I work with several folks I work with um, have um, you know gluten uh, allergies right. or or whatever and uh, some other allergies. So kind of incorporate some more of those and then i would like to do more like uh savory breads sourdoughs white breads um various other things i've been told to make peanut butter roll and i've never had that either and i think that's a oh, kentucky thing <laughs> yeah i don't know what that is but i have the recipe and i just need to make it um it sounds interesting so that's kind of what's, what's coming next 
What are, what are... Do you have any plans for like low carb? Any breads? Oh uh, man, you're talking to the baker. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Um, I'll have because to... I think you could sell a whole lot of those. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Diets, I I yeah. would like to do yeah, kind of a healthy options as far as cause personally, I buy um like whole wheat, whole grain um like a, with flax um bread from Kroger is kind of my go-to and I'm like, Hmm, I need to make this. Yeah, <laughs> so I can do hopefully, <laughs> some, hopefully some healthy, yeah. Um, kind of everyday eating options in the future, but I appreciate, appreciate you asking. So giving, um, giving me ideas. <laughs> do you, do you see this eventually taking over your teaching? I mean, uh, <laughs> like, I know that's no. a hard thing to, you know, yeah, yeah. I would I would say no uh, at least for right now yeah. the next then yeah yeah it's like I said mostly just to monetize a hobby it's I enjoy doing it but I also don't want I've had times especially around Christmas when I had more time to, to promote and people right. were um, just buying things to do it a lot and I was doing calculations you know as just myself working and then my costs and things and it's just uh it'd be it'd be tough to to live on for sure and you do it so much that you know when when does a job become thinking something you know that's work or, right. or something you're really passionate about and so i've i've kind of tested the waters with that and so anybody who does you know baking for a living or food service or any of that i i applaud them and lift them up because god bless it is it is challenging to do for a living and, and folks who do it are really really quite outstanding so mm. Alrighty. Well, uh, you know, we definitely wish you luck, and we will be purchasing more stuff. Uh, cinnamon Thank rolls you. are one of my, you know, one of my favorites, and I think I need to try those. So. Awesome. Well, uh, the the mayor of Corbin had one there at the the Mar uh, Mark Depot Street Market the other, I guess, last Saturday, Saturday before last, and she approved so i guess i'm you know mayor approved <laughs> on, on my cinnamon rolls <laughs> <All right. laughs> and your podcast you. approved too for your uh... <laughs> <laughs> i need your... one of those uh digital seals or yes. digital badges <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with something for you that's right <laughs> all right so Corey, um yeah you we just did an episode about uh, a girl who traveled the country with her boyfriend in a van that they converted into a camper, and uh, you and your husband have purchased a camper as well. Yeah, um, that's a goal. One day we'd love to just go and travel for a bit, but I guess last july i guess this past july i don't know time's almost irrelevant anymore i can't remember right, anything yeah. <laughs> um but um i think it was last <coughs> june or july uh, this past summer we um we bought a small school bus um and we've been looking for a while and so we ended up buying this and did some renovations to it it did need things like a new motor um mm. new tires that type of stuff so we, i mean it took a while to get it where we wanted um and so by the time it was actually finished, it was winter, so it was pretty cold. And yeah. <laughs> um, so this this week was our spring break. So um, we ended up taking it to Red River Gorge. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a trial run. I had a list. And <laughs> the, as things came up, I was like, okay, we need to buy this and we need to fix this. Just little things here and there because you really don't know until you, you take it out. But yeah. it's, um, you know, we love to travel. And every year um, 
we save up some money and every summer we we go somewhere usually like a little road trip or something and um so this past year of course we didn't go anywhere so I, you know we we bought the school bus and mm-hmm. um now that'll be where we'll go or wherever it takes us but we've it's really fun and you know eventually we'd love to go for weeks or who knows maybe for a whole year i don't know we'll <laughs> see what happens <laughs> is it yellow <laughs> No, I actually <laughs> learned a lot in this process. Um, most states, um, you cannot impersonate a school bus, so it can't be yellow, <laughs> which made me giggle, impersonating a school bus. Um, yeah. It can't be yellow, and we really wanted to keep like the stop sign on and paint something really cool on yeah. it. You can't have that on there, so we had to, you know, that had to be removed. Yeah. Um, but we actually ended up, when we bought it, it was already painted. So that was a plus because oh, painting okay. a school bus was going to be a huge cost. But it was already painted white. So we we left it that color and did, you know, some touch-ups to it. But, yeah, no, it's, it's not yellow. It's white for now. I don't want to get in trouble. So so, do you, so I'm just trying to get a visual on this. I, I saw some pictures, but I don't. it was a while ago. Um, and do you, so does this have, like, a, a sink and a refrigerator and all that in it as well? <laughs> Yeah, so when you when you walk in, um, you know, on one side there's some seats, um, and then that can convert into like a table and chairs to eat on, and then there's storage under those seats. And mm-hmm. then on the other side there's a sink. It's got like a foot pump. Um, we don't have a refrigerator. We've got a large cooler that goes under the um, like the counter. Okay. And then in the back is a bed, and you know, tons of storage stuff like that. It's got solar panels, so that was a plus. Yeah. Um, and it came with the solar panels, so that's that's when we found this bus that had already had some work done. Uh-huh. We, because a lot of buses you find, like if if anybody listening ever wants to buy a school bus, um, you will find a lot that have been started and people just stopped. And I totally see why. Like if I would have <laughs> bought a bus, just like, like I get it. Like we bought one that was already worked on, and I I was still at some points like, what have we done? But you know, <laughs> once we we got into it, it was it was fine. But yeah, it's got solar panels and. Uh, um st- you know just stuff like that and it's we we really we really really enjoyed our trip so we're excited to to take it some other places so you just tried it out for the first time i guess or one of the first yes. times what was the yes. uh what was the worst thing that you found about it um it is a small space and i i don't i don't like when things get messy anyway but it's two people in a very small space mm-hmm. um so sweeping it out, um, putting stuff back where like just because it can get super cluttered really, really easy. Um, yeah. The other thing is it does not have any air conditioning or anything. Oh. So <laughs> um, in the day it could get rather hot and then, you know, you can put the windows down, uh, but it got a little hot. And then at night it got a little chilly, which I'd rather be more chilly than than hot. So that was that's on our list. We got to take it to get some sort of air conditioning <laughs> because that was that was pretty miserable. But um, yeah, I'd say those two things. Other than that, I mean, there there are other minor minor inconveniences that I can live with. Are you go, are you going to consider putting heat in it as well? Yeah, yeah, we would consider that. Um, this we we learned about how much the solar panels can take as in terms of power. Right. Um. So it, we've also considered just like a heated blanket at night. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. that's kind of similar to um, the podcast that we did with the, the couple. They left um, from Alaska, and that's where they had 
bought the, the van and did not discover it did not have air conditioning until they got in California. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that was quite an adventure, as you know, as they told it. So, um, yeah, I, I could see where, you know, that seems to be a common issue. Um, and, and, and maybe you, you don't even realize it until, you know, you're out there. Mm-hmm. It has fans in it, um, like these little small fans that the people had that who had it previously had wired. Uh, but it just it just circulates hot air, so we, <laughs> you know, we're gonna. And then the the hatch on the top, we want to replace with like um, like an RV type of fan, like yeah. replace that out. So we've got some ideas to to help fix that. But yeah, like right around one or two o'clock, it gets it gets pretty toasty in there. <laughs> Well, it sounds like fun. Do you see yourself, like, maybe upgrading to, like, one of those full-size, you know, bus things that cost, like, a million bucks and... Not a, yeah, but not a million. We'll have to fix it. We'll yeah. have to get one of that, yeah. But, I mean, and that was, honestly, it was really fun. It was, um, you know, this, this past year has not been great for people, obviously, but also kind of like i guess if i'm looking for a silver lining this is something we've always wanted to do and in this past year we we had the time to actually do it and make it happen so um but that was that was really fun was actually you know like i said there was times where i was like what have we done let's Mm -hmm. sell it we'll (laughs) stay in a hotel this isn't worth it Um, (laughs) but there was you know i look back and there was a lot of things that like it really was fun just to kind of see the progress we made in it and um, we, we have talked about one day you know in the far far future maybe upgrading and you know yeah. doing this again so yeah. we'll see yeah I, so did you get a bumper sticker because that's um one of the questions we ask and they that's what they collected because you know there's not a lot of space to get souvenirs mm-hmm. yep so, we um so when we travel previously without the bus we're magnet people we always get a magnet Um, Our fridge is completely covered. And so now what we do, I mean, we could do magnets because the inside of the bus, you know, we have, we have little magnets everywhere, like hooks to hook stuff up. Like we have a magnet beside the door with our masks on it. Like when we get out, we can grab those and throw those on. So um, we have decided to do stickers. So we've got a few stickers from our trip um, this weekend. And then um, we have a Polaroid camera and we'll take a picture everywhere we go and then put like, put that inside the bus, like with a little magnet. So kind of a blend of what we do. Uh, But, yeah, definitely all about the bumper stickers. (laughs) So not shot glasses. (laughs) Not in there. They'll break. uh, That's another thing we've we've learned is uh, some of that stuff we're going to have to secure down. I think we had, like, a big water jug. It fell several times while I was driving. Um, You know, stuff like that. Nothing Mm. nothing too breakable because it it will fall. (laughs) Well, you know, if you drive a little slower, maybe – you know yeah, yeah well it don't we also learned it, it about 60 miles an hour is about that was i guess another thing is on some of these back roads you'd look behind you and there'd be like six cars and i'm like i'll let you all pass as soon as i can i'm so sorry i'm going as fast as i can i'm going as fast as i can i'm so sorry that's funny so uh you i i don't know if you want to talk about this and we can we can edit it out if you don't um but you uh recently sold your house is that true yeah yeah oh yeah we can talk about that um so <coughs> yeah that's tons of changes this year and now that we're kind of like 
sitting and not having much going on, like we're looking back at like, look at all, like look at all the changes this year. So mm. yeah, my husband and I, um, we've, we've lived in our, we've been married almost 10 years. We've lived in that house the whole time. Um, it was my grandmother's house. So super special to me. Um, but just, we've been looking at houses to buy, um, mm. Uh, especially our 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 previous house was rather small also one bathroom so for 10 years we've shared the same bathroom ah. so like getting ready <laughs> in the morning has been yeah it's getting ready in the morning's been been fun so yeah. yeah we've been looking at houses um anybody who's looking for houses right now knows the market's not not the best if you're buying it's pretty good if you're selling yeah. so um, we actually ended up buying a piece of land that joins my parents' farm, and my mother has a rental property, so we decided to sell our house. We had some friends that we knew were looking, and we called them up and just said, hey, you know, no pressure, but we're selling our house. If you're interested, if you want to look, um, made an offer, we sold it, moved into my mom's rental property, bought the land, and so eventually... When lumber prices go down, um, <laughs> we'll build a house. But yeah, lumber prices right now are, are crazy. But that, that's the plan. I mean, if we live here for a year or so, you know, that's that's fine. We're saving some money, but right. that, that's the plan. You know, we 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 sold it and we because eventually we were going to be on a farm anyway. Like I knew that's where we would end up, and so this was kind of our, you know, the door opened. There was our opportunity, so we just took it. Right, so you you have chickens I saw on. Mm -hmm. They they've moved with us. So my mom's farm, um, which is where we're living, um, she's got some cows, chickens, a couple donkeys. She's getting ready to get sheep and goats, and that's that's everything that we want to do eventually too. So, um, you know, there's never never a dull moment out here. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those fainting goats that like when you scare them, they just fall over. Oh, that would be hilarious. Kind of, it would be really. They're pretty cute. Listen, yeah. if it, I'm, I'm all about any type of goat. Who knows? I, my husband says I collect animals. Like I just, there's not a farm animal I don't love. So who knows? Here in the next five years or so, I'll probably have any type of goat you can think of. So is is he like a farm person as well, or I mean, is this sort of like your thing? Uh, both. I mean, oh, okay. Uh, he's he's very. Um, very go with the flow type of person, like way more than me. Um, okay. He, we really balance each other out in that sense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he he loves it too. Um, when we got the chickens, that was that was another quarantine thing. Um, the mm -hmm. day after um, school shut down last year in March, I got chickens. And so <laughs> I, another thing, I just I have to stay busy. I think that's something <laughs> I've learned about myself is like I do need to stay kind of busy. So. We bought chickens. That that was my idea. And he's like, okay, sure, you buy your chickens. That's fine. And then, you know, a month or two after we've had them, I'd look outside and he'd be out there playing with them. So he, he's all about it, too. <laughs> so are these more like pets or are you like collecting <laughs> eggs? or uh, Definitely know? eggs, yeah. Yeah, oh, they okay. have names, so I can't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely eggs. Um, and so I had, we had nine chickens. So we, we only had the nine. Uh, my mom has about 50. So, oh, which she has a lot more room than, than what we had had previously. But my chickens are now with her chickens and they, they roam the farm all day. And uh, my chickens kind of come down to my house sometimes. They know where I live. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It's all good. We're just one big happy family up here. Wow. <laughs> That's and Jonathan, I think, I, um, last time we talked, had you bought your house at that time? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure when we we talked about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I it was I guess last December, um, my landlord texted me and said, "Hey, uh, we're gonna sell your house." And I said, <laughs> oh, "Okay, <laughs> that's cool." <laughs> so, so I looked, and there just wasn't anything for renting at the time to you know to pick up and move. He he said, you know, give you a, a few months to, to figure it out, but. Even then, I was looking. I was like, "Well, there just wasn't anything for renting." And so I was like, "I'm pretty happy at, at Wing Camp. Um, I really like the culture and my coworkers and the students, of course, and the activities that we do. So I'm I'm, I'm good at least for a few more years. So I'll look at buying a house." And I looked at several, um, and there was a very enticing. It wasn't quite a cabin, but it was like a very rustic house out in Kiwi. Gorgeous, honestly. Um, lots of cedar wood stove um just like Corey's bus though it didn't have air conditioning so that would have been, <laughs> been a tough sell but it did have like a wraparound porch and like oh my goodness so i but i i had to pass up on that and because i ended up buying my own house that i previously had rented um from my landlord because it was just wow. the best the best deal and i knew what i have uh i know what i have and what i'm getting into um I had the windows replaced <laughs> shortly, shortly uh, after closing. So I think I closed in, about a year ago, um, last April, and then in May I had the windows replaced. And I will say, if you're into renovating your home or getting a home, but functional and aesthetically pleasing, of course, but functional windows, it's just a, a, such a nice, <laughs> such a a better place to live in. Um, <laughs> when you couldn't open the windows, especially now, like today's a gorgeous day and, and the breeze. So, so yeah, I, I got my house and, uh, I'm all mortgaged up and I <laughs> talked to my fr- friends from college who, who, you know, we're all kind of at similar points with our, our long-term careers or jobs or some people having kids, God bless. Um, and I'm just like, ugh, all of the adult moves, it feels like at this point, <laughs> when you, when you get a mortgage, you, you feel, uh, like well, you've kind of peaked, I guess. <laughs> welcome to <Yeah>. real life. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. But um, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate and thankful to um, the credit union I did had like uh, a welcome home grant, and that allowed me to afford um, completely uh, getting all new windows. So it was there's a lot of uh, I felt you know, very fortunate and thankful for how it worked out, and, and my my landlord for former landlord for being so awesome with with the whole process and also yeah and so i'm here in corbin on right in town so <laughs> i'm awesome. like Corey. i'm like Corey. I, I do envy Corey's situation going to the to the more of a farm and rural setting but um you know i'm fine with being in town i guess for for a few years at least and it makes the uh the side business uh, convenient i guess as well sure. so. <laughs> i don't think you would envy my drive to work though <laughs> no no <laughs> a little I, bit I, longer <laughs> I, uh, I would imagine it's uh, my brother, my oldest brother. He uh, he drives over an hour one way uh, to work at, every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I, I got that. So God, God bless. Oh you, uh, man, yeah. You, God I bless. mean, maybe if Jonathan doesn't want this known, you can edit it out. But we, uh, when <laughs> I I have a new route to work now because I work at a different school, and Jonathan always said he lives downtown. I'm like, wait, like, you know, where? And then one day I was driving to work and there was this huge Penn State flag. <laughs> and I looked and there was a little white motorcycle in the driveway. I was like, huh. 
that must be Jonathan's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't exactly. want people to know that, you can edit that out. But <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, it's it's fine. No problem at all. With the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I say I I think I'm about the only person flying the flag here in Corbin, but <laughs> I do I do know uh, a woman. Um, at First Baptist Church, she actually also went to Penn State. So there is another Penn State in Corbin, hmm. uh, which I find small world uh, to say the least. So. Yeah, I, I have a two-hour commute one way. Lo- wow. God <laughs> yeah. I drive from Berea to uh, Greenup, which okay. is on the uh, – uh, West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky border, that area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You you wow. win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I do that uh four days a week and uh you know it's nice in the morning because like I can you know it's me time I guess. <laughs> yep. And then in the afternoon like I'm usually pretty tired and uh Cat keeps me company on the way home most days. I was getting ready to say, if you say that's a bad time of the afternoon, <laughs> like, well. Yeah, she calls me and we, you know, we usually talk about, like, you know, what's going on and, you know, try and entertain each other with different things that we hear during the day and whatever. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, Jonathan, um, you want to is there a good way that people can contact you to uh maybe purchase some of your amazing uh breads and things uh yeah thank you for for the plug uh yeah no I, i'm i guess facebook as as most things uh in, in the community i swear marketplace i furnished my house with mark's facebook marketplace so uh it's quite a quite a, a creation that's for sure but yeah on facebook and then instagram to a lesser degree um but that's where i am and you can reach out of course most folks just reach out to me um personally co-workers and friends and such so mm-hmm. so yeah you can find me boons.baked i think dot goods.ky um because there was Somebody else in Ohio has one, I think, and I was like, "Oh man, come on!" Put a put a K, and uh, my handles, I think, BB, BBGKY. So uh, you gotta gotta have the Kentucky part to to make it good. But yeah, that's that's where you can reach me, and uh, yeah, I think that's, that's. But I was gonna also say that just a bit of news is, you know, we're getting close to wrapping up. That I went home and saw family for the first time. Well, I, I was home in Thanksgiving. But in Pennsylvania is home for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw my grandma. I just wanted to share, I guess, because it makes me, you know, some joy and silver linings and all that we're we're dealing with. Um, my grandma's in a, a care home back in Pennsylvania, and I saw her for the first time in person on this past Friday um, in uh, 15 months. So yeah, it's Aww. been a it's been a long, long time. I saw her, and then my step grandmother, and then um, I met my nephew. And fed him on Friday. Uh, he was born in uh, December, and again, I've just been waiting and waiting uh, uh, since I got vaccinated to to see him. And so it's really uh-huh. nice, and and it feels good. And I I felt a lot of uh, you know kind of victory and 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 vaccination and and masking and procedures and and getting back to to a normal or embracing right. the new new normal, I guess. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I bet your grandmother was like so happy to see you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a very, very long road for her and everyone else in, in 
in care homes such as that. So she was she was pretty radiant, I'll say. Mm. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful news. That's really a great update. And Corey, um, Corey's reunited with her chickens, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and all the new friends, yes. you know, that we make on the road as she's holding up traffic. Right. And, you know, <laughs> no dirty looks. That was everybody that passed. I kind of looked to my side, like I'm so sorry. <laughs> everybody was pretty nice, very kind. So. <laughs> we we did name the bus. Um, the snail um and there's, there's a cute story behind that so my uh my husband we his name is they call him snail jr and so of course they would call his dad snail they just kind of go at their own pace very taking their time any and everywhere we go and um, so eric's uh you know another change we had like a sad change is um eric's father passed away um in this past summer and so the last time we really saw him in person he was looking at the bus and so um we we were sitting talking one day and we we're like well, what are, we can't just call it the bus like what are we going to call it and i was like well it don't go very fast why don't we call it <laughs> why don't we call it the snail like snail the third and so um we have a sticker on the side of a snail kind of in honor of, of eric's dad and Aww. eric being snail jr so yeah so it it lives up to its name for sure <laughs> That's Aww, awesome. I love that. <laughs> you know, so when you see it, you know, you know why it's named that. <laughs> sure. And what a great reminder too, you know, of your father-in-law too. Yeah, yeah. He he was wonderful, a wonderful person, and we we lost him this summer. But um, like we when we were talking about it, the last time because we were so careful during all that too, because he had some health issues. So we, we didn't get to see him a ton in person because we just wanted to be so careful. And uh, he had actually came over and looked at it and, you know, distanced as, you know, best we can. And, um, but that was, you know, about, I guess maybe like a week later he had passed away. So, mm -hmm. um, but we, we, we bought that, that sticker on the side and I think we're going to paint something on the side, like a snail you later or something. I don't know. Something cute. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> That's cute. Well, I, I did have one question as we, like, look back and forward and changes um, related to schools. And so I guess I don't know if it passed, but I think it did. Um, you can repeat uh, your year this year if you want to because of so much disruption um have you heard any students that want to go back through uh, a grade <laughs> again or... <laughs> yeah. i mean i i have to say to me that that's like i don't know it just seems kind of weird like i would not have wanted to be a sixth grader two years or whatever but yeah, you know, I'm just curious. I try to keep an open mind about it. Um, Jonathan, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I try really hard to like keep myself out of the equation because I think, okay, if I was a junior or senior in high school, no, like I'm going on, I'm done. Um, mm. and like you said with Mason, like I, I try to keep in contact with some of my former students, and um, a couple of them had mentioned, you know, the graduation thing. And um, yeah. they they had said, you know, eh, we're we're done, you know, like I we don't want to go back, not 
they appreciate the gesture, but they're just, you know, they've moved on with their lives. And so I think especially with like juniors and seniors, um, I think so many are, you know, kind of similar, you know, we're, we're ready to move on. Um, lower grades, I, I, does it apply to lower grades? I would assume yes. So maybe, I mean, maybe students in kindergarten, first, second grade, you know, if they've, they've missed a lot of content, um, I, I don't know. I, I try, like I said, not to put myself in that equation, but I just think if I was a junior or senior, I probably, I wouldn't probably want to repeat, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I think it will be very individualized, but I, I sensed from talking with Mason and we had a really good, um, you know, look back with her, but, but I think many are like that, that, you can recreate like let's say graduation like you can say you know this is a graduation but you can't really go back you know Mm -hmm. Um, no I I agree completely um and and I had we had a lot of questions in terms of like teaching like am I gonna have like how are my classrooms gonna look if if several choose to you know repeat their junior year you know, how are we going to accommodate for class size, which, again, I don't see a lot choosing that option, but I don't, I don't know if Jonathan's heard anything different, but that's, those were some questions that I had had. Yeah, Jonathan, do you, uh, what do you know about this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, at this point, it's, uh, I know less than (laughs) just about everybody else, I feel like. Um, I've, I've just, you know our district communication that it will be an option because you know it's uh <clears throat> legally mandated at this point yeah. uh but it, it's each each family has to reach out and you know kind of initiate that process from the sounds of it and i think that in itself um if it's going to be a, a you know a whole thing um like Corey said that not many will choose it at least and i agree uh with i have juniors and a few seniors as well i I just don't see that as being the case, um, but for younger students, it, it does make sense, especially if, if you know your child didn't have any had minimal gains in you know math or reading, and you're like hesitant to, to have to move on to the next grade. It's mm-hmm. it is a nice option. Uh, I, I agree there. Uh, one thing I don't I don't know. I'm, they have the athletics part on it, but you know juniors and seniors, especially who feel um, and who did have their seasons you know, abbreviated and, and completely done away with or whatever the case may be. Um, they, I did hear a few say that they might be interested in, in that just uh, to have like a, a really good, you know, senior season. So, but again, that also includes academics. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if they're going to, if they're going to be willing to, to do that just, just for the season. I don't know. And uh, like I said, I, very little at this point, but I look forward to getting more information and uh, like Corey said, seeing what our classes are going to look like next year, especially just dealing with uh, kids passing or not um, this year, um, not even to factor in the uh, the uh, new new legislation. It's very uh, very fluid, as Corey said, lots of changes. Um, we have a very robust after-school program um, that started up here a few weeks ago to try and do credit recovery and then uh, summer school is going to be uh, a big component. Uh, at least I keep telling I keep telling my students that just because that folks who who didn't do so well academically, just to to get them 
you know, where they need to be as best as we can. So it's going to be a huge push. Um, and I'll, I'm guessing you'll see that in a lot of local schools is, is a very uh, robust uh, summer school programs, I would yeah. guess. So, yeah, I'm trying, is, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, if I was ever given that option, I was trying to think of what I would do. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing I would <laughs> like if even if I had the option of like going to school or you know doing it like a hybrid thing or whatever I think I would probably opt for the at home version and then <clears throat> out of school as soon as possible. <laughs> so. All right, so uh, yeah, Cat, do you have anything else? Uh, I guess my very last question is just, um, you know, what are your predictions when we update next year around this time? Uh, what do you think, what changes do you predict for yourself or for school or anything you want to predict? Corey? Hopefully, personally, uh, maybe some more traveling in the bus and uh, lumber prices will go down and I can start building the house. <laughs> so that's more, more on the personal side. Uh, School-wise, uh, you know, I, this is something I didn't mention before, but, you know, from where we were so virtual, um, and I, I don't know the, the date that I started having more students, I'd, I'd say around you know, December, January, I hadn't really met my students. Like, virtual, they act so much more different virtually than they do in person. And so I really, you know, the past few months, I've really got to know my students. And we've had a lot of conversations about what the next school year will, will look like. And um, I said one thing that I think we'll be talking about is snow days will be a thing of the past because mm. we, we've shown that we can do this virtually. And even – you know, everybody has their opinion on it. Um, for me, I, I don't think for every single student, virtual is ideal. I have some students who are thriving virtually. They're doing just fine. I have some that I'm probably going to see in summer school because they're just not um, – you have to have a lot of discipline, I feel, with virtual. To be like, okay, I'm going to log in. I'm going to do my work myself. Nobody's standing over you telling you, you know, get this work done. And um, I, I think that's something we're going to see is, you know, snow days and – you know, we can work at home, so why not? And the benefit of that, of course, is our end date's May 14th because we've not had any any snow days. Um, so I think you're going to see virtual components in some in some way um, in education, maybe even offering students a virtual option. I don't know how that would work. Um, but after this year, you know, I think positive or negative, teachers have done virtual pretty pretty well. <laughs> And so now people are looking like, hey, this can be done. So I, I don't think it's going anywhere um, in terms of a virtual component of education, whether that's just snow days or offering that to students in some form. All right. And Jonathan, what do you predict? Hmm. Well, my crystal ball says uh... – <laughs> no, it's, it's always very cloudy always very cloudy <laughs> no i i uh i agree as far as school goes in terms of uh getting to know students uh i feel especially those who've returned in person thus far for my school my classes i 
you know, really, that's been a huge piece as far as joking around with students, find out what they, you know, like to wear, what they like to talk about, things like that. Uh, that's just such a big part of school. I've heard it said, you know, <clears throat> more more learning takes place in the hallways and in the cafeteria and the lobbies in a, in, in a school than it does in a classroom as far as you know, social skills and things. And that's just been very evident um, as we've transitioned back. So uh, I guess next year, just looking forward to many, almost, you know, full attendance, but that virtual component, as Corey said, will definitely be, uh, I think it'll be, I don't know if it'll be ever present, but I think it'll be something that will all, it will be a part of the equation. Um, I don't know, as, as Matt, you said about, personal preference and doing that. And I, I tend to agree. Like I took uh, online classes in college and, and it was nice to have those um, as an option and just to be able to do those wherever I was, as long as I had internet, internet access and, and things of that nature. But I'm, I'm more and more <laughs> becoming, I think a hardliner as far as um, they need to come back to school. I know there's, there's risks. So I am very excited for the, the vaccinations Um and the fact of the matter is people will choose to not take them. And I don't, I don't know at this point, I, I'm just hoping that come next year, it'll be, you know, you come back to school because you either were vaccinated or you had the chance to be vaccinated. So it might be a bit of an aggressive stance, but I've just seen the effects of, of the past year, uh, just uh, socially. And then also too, it's just, you know, the school provides so much more than just, of course, learning content. It's just so much as far as social skills and interacting and building friendships and relationships that um, need to be there. So, yeah, if you if you want my future prediction and opinion, it would be <laughs> a bit of a hard hardliner stance on that. We're going to be in school next year a lot more, uh, and I think that'll be for a very positive uh, outlook as far as our students and, and moving forward. Well, I have that question. I'm glad that you brought that up about have you seen uh, a change in the way, you know, that a year of isolation um, has affected teenagers? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, a lot. Corey, did you? Did you yeah. Well, that was what I was going to add. I said, like, not not to jump in, but one no, thing, you're good. like from the teacher standpoint too is this like lapse in time of them not being in the building. Um, I've had to, I don't want to say reteach, but like remind them of like <clears throat> certain things that they just knew before, like put your phone up or, you know, like this little things like that, that I almost took for granted because we were in a schedule and we were in a routine. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a good two or three weeks of reestablishing routine. And yeah. that was so strange because usually, you know, that's at the beginning of the year. Hey, when you come in, get your stuff out, you know, be ready, you know, your phones up, your headphones are out. And then they've been so used to just doing whatever at home. Um, we've had to kind of reestablish that routine. And then I've had a lot of students who are so tired that are in person because they, they've mm -hmm. not had a sleep schedule. They've just been, you know, yep. not on not on a set schedule, and that's that's affected them in in class. That's affected them socially. Um, so yeah, I, I see a lot of little things like that that I didn't really think about until they came back in person. So I I do think that's so important, just that that routine and that schedule for them. 
Well, I hope that we have episode three see next year, <laughs> that your predictions have come true, and uh, you know that you're both filled with hope as you seem to be right now, and positive things happening. I hope I hope so as well. I I just echo that. <laughs> All right, so uh, I I guess we will wrap things up here. I uh, want to thank you both for being here. Um, you know, you, you guys are probably one of my I would say one of our favorite guests to be on the podcast. <laughs> Um, Thank you. It's, o- it's always interesting to get different perspective perspectives, uh, you know, uh, like between the students and the teachers. And uh, um, the episodes have done pretty well, I think. And um, to get an update from you guys is, you know, it's been really interesting. And uh, again, we thank you for being here. And thanks for having us. I enjoyed yep. it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. And uh, as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints, send the complaints to Kat <laughs> at... <laughs> and I'll relay those to Matt on the <laughs> So you can send those to Kat at irateplays at outlook.com if you want to tell me how much you love the episode and, uh, you know, or... Uh, you know, you want to, you have a question for Jonathan or Corey, and you want to send that to me, I will certainly forward that to them and uh, get an answer for you. Uh, or we will just ignore you altogether, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what the question is. Um, so you can write to me at uh, backstorysessions at gmail.com, or you can also write to me at matt at level 11 ventures.com and with that we will talk to you again next week thank you very much